In the book of Psalms, chapter 8, verse 1, David, seeing things to come, give God the praise. And he says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. David was looking forward to now when God will come in the flesh and reveal his name. He was rejoicing, as the song says, rejoice in the Lord always. He says, oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Can we say it now together? Can we say, oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Can we do it again with a little bit more enthusiasm? Can we say, oh, Lord, our Lord. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. Hallelujah. What's his name, church? Jesus. We love you, Lord. We appreciate you. We thank you, God, that we, this morning we are in the sanctuary. And we say to you, Father, happy Father's Day, Lord Jesus. Happy Father's Day to the creator of all the earth. The creator of heaven and earth. We acknowledge you this morning and we say, we love you, Father. We love you, Daddy. You are worthy to be praised in Jesus' name. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. This morning, I wanted to speak about the name of Jesus. I want to teach this morning about the name of Jesus. Let's start by defining two things. I want to first define the definition of titles, which are names or name. And secondly, personal names. There's a difference between titles and your personal name. Can you please look to your neighbor real quick and say, what's your name? Look to your neighbor next to you and say, what's your name? And neighbor, respond by telling your neighbor your name. I'm pretty sure none of you just now mentioned your title. But you actually told that person your, your name so they may know you, right? Amen. So a title, definition, is a name, but it describes someone's position or job. It's generic. The definition of a title is the name of a person's job the name of a creative work or a word used before someone's name to indicate his or her status. So for instance, vice president of marketing is an example of a title. Amen? But we also have titles in the Word of God that, that describes the work or the function of God. We have wonderful. We know God is wonderful. Amen. He is counselor. He's God. Sometimes you ask someone God's name, they said God. God is not his name. God is who he is. That's his function. We have father. We have son. And we have Holy Ghost. All these are titles or functions of God. Because a title are names that identify a function. 
If you're a mother, your function as a mother is to take care of your children. If you are a father, that's your job, your function, happy Father's Day to you also, is to take care of the family, to be the head of the household, which is really the foundation, the bottom, that holds up the family. That's the father's job. Amen? It's a function. All these are titles that describe the function of God. Now we have personal name, the second definition I want to really hit on. And I took this excerpt from Wikipedia. I went straight secular because I want us to really see that this is ABC123. There should be no confusion between title and a personal name. Amen? A personal name is, a, is an identifying word or words by which an individual is intimately, everybody say intimately, it's an intimate thing, known or designated, such as Bobby, Sophia Grace, or Muhammad. Those are names, personal name. In the ancient world, particularly in the ancient Near East, we have Israel, Mesopotamia, Egypt, Persia, names were taught to be extremely powerful and act. I'm reading Wikipedia. In some ways, as a separate manifestation of a person or deity. This viewpoint is reasonable both for the reluctance to use the proper name of God in Hebrew writing or speech, as well as the common understanding in ancient magic that magical rituals had to be carried out in someone's name. By invoking a god or a spirit by name, one was thought to be able to summon that spirit's power for some kind of miracle or magic. So because these people writing this definition are secular and don't understand the things of God or trying to understand the things of God, they reference Luke. Even in their secular article, they had to go to the scriptures. And it says in Luke, in Luke 9.49, it says in which the disciples claim... They claim, it says, to have seen a man driving out demons using the name of Jesus. You know that story. The disciples came to Christ and said, Jesus, we've seen a guy casting out devils in your name. Jesus said, don't stop them. Don't stop him. Praise the Lord. He says to his disciples, don't stop them. For if they're for us, they can't be against us. So they're showing that casting out demons, acts of power from the spirit to the natural was done by calling on the name of the supreme being. That's what Wikipedia is telling us. It is actually true. This understanding passed into later religious tradition. For example, the stipulation in the Catholic exorcism that the demon cannot be expelled until the exorcist has forced it to give up its name, at which point the name may be used in a stern command which will drive the demon away. We see people now on YouTube and maybe in person, they're asking the demon, what's your name? Right? Now we know where it comes from. Catholic exorcism. They were doing these things a long time ago. It was an ancient tradition and ritual which they used to identify the spirit so they may call the spirit by name to cast it out. 
So now we know where, where these, these things are coming from. Praise God. You see, people often use names to reveal something about the characteristics, history, or nature of individuals. And God did too. To know the name of God is to witness the manifestation of those attributes and apprehend that character which the name denotes. God's name, that is his self-revelation. When God tells you his name, he is revealing himself to us. How can we know? The Bible says no one has seen God at any time or heard his voice. The only way that we can know God is by him revealing himself to us. And the way he revealed himself was by telling us his name. He says, when you know my name, you'll know me. Praise God. The name signifies the active presence of the person in the fullness of the revealed character. This is God's principle. In addition to using names to manifest his character, God used his name to manifest his presence. This is God's doing, and it's marvelous in his sight. Not only are we going to know his character, which is love and holiness and faithfulness by his name, but his presence is going to be manifest when his name is revealed. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 27 through 29, please put it on the screen if you can. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 27 through 29, I'm going to read. Solomon just built the temple. And listen to this. He says, but will God indeed dwell on the earth? That's a good question. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have builded? How can God move in my house when God is everywhere? That's the question. 28. Yet have thou respect unto the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication. O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and to the prayer which thy servant pray thee today. That thy eyes may be open toward this house night and day, the temple, even toward the place of which thou hast said, my name shall be there. That thou mayst hearken unto the prayer which thy servant shall make toward this place. Although God's omnipresent could not be confined to the temple, yet the fullness of his character as represented by his name could dwell there. Although God is everywhere at all times, David says, if I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I go to the highest of heights, you're there. There's nowhere I can go and you're not there. But God is saying, although I'm omnipresent, I'm everywhere. Where my name is, that's where I will confine myself to and reveal my character and my power and my presence, says the Lord God Almighty. In 1 Kings, the same chapter, but verse 43, it says, Hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place. Listen carefully. Let revelation flow while the word is being preached and, and taught. 
He says, hear thou in heaven thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, to fear thee as do thy people Israel, and that they may know that this house which I have builded, a temple, is called by my name. He says, God, when the stranger, when the, when the Gentiles call upon your name and look toward this temple, do for them what they ask for. Manifest your power and your glory here where your name is on this temple, right? So that they, the world, will know that you are God. The Bible says, don't you know that your body is what? The temple of God? Don't you know that your body is the temple of God? Don't you know this morning that your name, that his name is upon you? He says, when a stranger looks at the temple or comes to the temple for help, where your name is, answer them. Manifest your power so the world will know that your name is here. That your power is here, praise God. That your presence is here. And that the world will fear you and know that you are God. Come on, let revelation flow this morning. God's going to do something today in today's service. If we can receive in Jesus' name. Once again, this statement links the name of God with revelation of his character. God himself used the concept of his name to represent the revelation of his nature and power. Brother in the back, Brother Edward, on the slide, please. There's four things that I want you to remember forever that God's name represents. It's on the screen. The first one is what? Can we say it together? God's presence. God, his name represents his presence. He says, where my name is, my presence will be there. In the presence of the Lord, there's what? Fullness of joy. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Liberty and freedom. Where his presence is, where his name is, there is joy and there is liberty and freedom. It's very important that we understand this because we all sitting here have his name. We have God's name and we're going to see that. Number two is what? The revelation of his character. God reveals his character where his name is. If we have the name of God, we have the character. We know God. We know what he will do when we need help. We know how he will respond to us when we're weak because we know his character. Where God's name is, his re the revelation, the revealing the unfolding of his character is made known unto us. His name is powerful. And number three says what? His power. His dunamis, his, 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 uh, his power, his might is where his name is. His name represents his power. We know in kingdoms, there are two things in kingdoms that we know are true about a king. And it's three and four, power and authority. When a king gives, his, gives a decree, 
He does it in the name of himself, of his authority and his power. He will say, let this be so under the authority of king, whoever it is. A king's authority is known in his name, in his power. If a king has a great army, wealth, his citizens are flourishing. The whole world knows that this king is a mighty king. And when that king sends ambassadors in his name to other countries, the ambassador already has a respect, the authority of the king, the power of the king, because he's coming in the king's name. God says this morning, his name holds weight. His name has power. His name has authority. Our name can't do nothing for us. But the name of God is above every name. And his name has power and authority. Because he is what? A king. He's, he's not a preacher or a president who could be vetoed out or, or, or fired. But he's a king. We can't vote him in and we can't vote him out. He is the Lord of lords. What he says goes. Hallelujah. Praise God. He says one angel could take out this whole earth. His, his army is powerful. He is the Lord of hosts. He is God Almighty. El Shaddai, Adonai, our God. He has power and authority. I love you, God. Happy Father's Day, Jesus. You are wonderful. God's promise a blessing for those who know his name. When you know his name, there's a promise in Psalm 91, probably the Psalm of Moses, chat on verse 14 through 16, it says this. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Why? Because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Praise God. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. All of this because we know his name. But, but, but let's go backwards. It says, because he knows my name. But because, but because the, the, the psalm writer knew his name, he set his love and affection upon God. You see that? He says affection on God because he knew God's name. He knew God's what? Character. So when we know God's character, then now we will set our affection upon him. Because he know, we know who he is. We know how he will react. We know his love, his mercy, his faithfulness. So therefore, we set our love not based on fear, but based on love. The motivation is love. I'm setting my affections on things above because you have all power. All authority, what you say goes, and you love me. Praise God. That's the revelation of the Lord. He loves us. The one that has all power and authority loves us. A wretch like me, a wretch like you, a sinner. I love you. And if you know my name, you know my character. You know I can't lie. Praise God. If I say I love you, I mean it. If I say you're mine, I mean it. No matter what you're going through, I am the God of heaven and earth. And I have chosen you. You have not chosen me. That's the God we serve this morning. Praise God. There's a blessing for those who think upon his name. 
I need to calm down because this is Sunday school. Malachi chapter 3, verse 16. Let's slow down. It says, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened. He heard the conversation and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. The conversation was about God. Have you called somebody, a brother or sister in church, to talk about scriptures and God? God, he's listening to that. He loves that because you're remember, you are remembering his name. When we gossip and backbite and talk about people, that's not pleasing to God. But when we speak about him and his goodness and his mercy and his love, and we testify about what God has done for us, he's listening to every word. He says we'll be judged by every idle word that we say. He's a God that sees. He's a God that knows. And he's listening. God uses used names as a means of progressive revelation. He used his name to progressively, through time, reveal himself to humanity. Praise God. We see in Exodus chapter 6, verse 3, speaking to Moses, he says to Moses, explaining a few things. He says, and I appeared unto Abraham, right, unto Isaac, unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty, or El Shaddai. But by the name Jehovah was I not known to them. Yes, they used Jehovah before, but God was saying, but now, Moses, when the people ask you who I am, now I'm going to reveal myself more. Abraham and Jacob and Isaac, they know me as the redemptive God, the God that delivers, the God that will snatch you out of hell on eagle's wings and bring you to a, a large place. Praise God. He said, I'm going to show them my name, Jehovah. I am that I am. Whatever you need, that's who I am. I'm going to show two million people my character. Hallelujah. I'm going to reveal to the nation that I've called a people that were once were not a people. I'm going to make them a people and reveal to them who their king is, who their God is, who their redeemer is. Praise God. He says, now, Moses, go and tell them that I am that I am sent you. I love God when he boasts about himself. Come on. I am that I am sent you. What's your name? I am that I am. <laughs> Whatever they need, that's who I am to them. Go tell them that. And when he went, he delivered. Because where his name is, there is power and authority. Even when Pharaoh wanted to fight, he couldn't fight it. Because God has all power and authority in his hands. Praise God. We find that in the Old Testament, God progressively revealed more about himself as various needs arose in the lives of people. And he used names to express this self-revelation. So in Genesis 22, 14, we see God here as what? Jehovah Jireh, speaking to, speaking to Abraham. And it means the Lord will see. Because before the Lord provides, the Lord must see first the need. You know, sometimes, I can't talk too much because time, but sometimes we don't even know what we need. That's why I like that God says Jehovah Jireh means the Lord that sees. 
then provides. Because sometimes we don't know what we need. We come to church seeking something, maybe provision. But when we leave, we leave full of the provider. We leave full of the Holy Ghost. We leave full of the Spirit of God who will supply all of what? Your need, I, uh, my need, according to riches in glory. Praise God. He says, I see the need beyond your, your intellect, and I provide according to my riches in glory. It's on the house. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sorry about that. Amen. We see in Exodus 15, 26, he reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha to Israel, which means the Lord that heals. He's a healer. He's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner in war, our victory. He's Jehovah Mekadesh, I mean Exodus, the Lord that sanctifies, which means to set apart, to make us holy. He makes us holy. He makes us holy. It's a work of God. He makes you holy. He sets you apart. Praise the Lord. He's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Shabbat, the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Elyon, the Lord most high. Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Hissenu, the Lord our maker. Jehovah Tishkenu, the Lord our righteousness. And he is Jehovah Shaman, the Lord is present. He's here even now, touching your heart, working out things in your life. He is a present help in a time of need. Present. Hallelujah. However, all those names are excellent and great. However, none of them is a complete revelation of God's nature. Many people in the Old Testament realize this. They desire to know of God and express their desire by asking to know his name. Jacob asked the angel, what's your name? He says, it's too wonderful for you. Manoah, the father of Samson, asked the angel, what's your name? He said, it's a secret. <laughs> he wouldn't tell him. Praise God. The prophet Agar in Proverbs 30, um, verse 4, says this. Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? If thou can tell. He's asking, what is the name of God? He saw the manifestation of God. He saw the redemptive plan vaguely, dimly. And he says, what is his name and his son, his body? What's the name of God? But he did not know. When the fullness of time came, God did satisfy the longings of his people and revealed himself in all his power and glory through the name Jesus. He went beyond progressive revelation and said, okay, now I'm going to give you my name. Jesus is accumulation of the character of God. Everything comes together in the personal name 
of God. That name Jesus didn't, didn't come to existence when he was, when God came through Mary, through the tribe of Judah. When he sprang forth out of Judah, the word says, the name didn't come then. The name Jesus is an everlasting name. That is the name of our Father. The book says it here, and time is going by so fast, I can't believe it. Help me, Jesus. Praise God. In the book of Isaiah 52, 6, it says, Therefore, my people shall know my name. He was speaking of when he will come in the flesh. He said, they're going to know my name. Right now they have portions of me, my characteristics. But when I come, I'm no longer going to be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When I come, you're going to say, Jesus. You're going to know me personally now. And not only Israel, but everyone in the world who believes in me shall know my name and have my name. Because I'm bringing the family back to me. Praise God. Oh, there's so much to say about this. In, in Isaiah 63, 16, speaking of where the name came from, it says, Doubtless thou art our father, though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel acknowledge us not. Thou, O Lord, art our father and our redeemer. Thy name is from everlasting. His name is an everlasting name. And he has given us that name. The Bible says in Colossians, I'm kind of going through everything, in Colossians, it says, Colossians 3, verse 17, it says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. God was in Christ. Christ is not his name. Christ is a title. It, it shows us the function of God. Christ wasn't only there in the New Testament. The Bible says Israel drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, right? And that rock was who? Christ. That was his function, to save, to deliver, to, to feed the people. And that same Christ came in the flesh, came into existence because no one have seen God. And no one can see God because he dwells in light unapproachable. So for us to see our Father, to handle him, to know him in his fullness, he had to put on flesh. He had to robe himself, tabernacle himself. He came in the likeness of sinful men, the word says. He humbled himself as a servant. See, that body that our Father put on was a servant. The body is not God. God is not flesh and blood. And the word of God says that flesh and blood will never inherit the kingdom of God. But he came to be amongst us, to talk to us, to show us the totality of his character. You know, Jesus, um, translated from Hebrew to English, is Joshua. It's the same name, Joshua. From Greek to English, is Jesus. But from Hebrew to English, is Joshua. But what makes Jesus different than Joshua of the Old Testament or any other Joshua is that Jesus or Joshua fulfilled all the prophecies in the Old Testament in the New, that God was coming. He fulfilled it. That's why he says, if you don't believe me, believe the works. <laughs> Praise God. If you don't believe that I'm the Father in flesh, because you can't understand, looking at me, I'm hidden in the tabernacle. But check out the works, because Isaiah prophesied about me. 
In Isaiah 35, he says, God will come and save you. And he says, in those days, the blind eyes will be open. The lame will get up and leap for joy. Praise God. He told them that God in Malachi 3 will come and visit his temple. The one you're looking for, the God of our salvation is going to come and visit his temple. He did it twice. He did it two ways. He came in a temple in Jerusalem, but he also came in the flesh at this temple and he walked around and said, if you destroy this temple in three days, I will raise up again. God, he revealed the name of our father, which is Jesus. He revealed it. And where his name is, he says what? What's the four things will be there? His presence, the revelation of his character, his power and authority. Please stand. I have to, I have to close. There is so much more to talk about. So much more to talk about. I have to say this, this part right here. How Stephen, Stephen, in the book of Acts, the first time we see a man calling unto the heavens to God. But now he's not saying Jehovah. Now he's not saying the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Watch what he says, Stephen, when he was being stoned. Acts chapter 7, verse 59. Real quick, please, in the back. Acts the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 59. Acts, chapter 7, verse 59. And it says, And they stoned Stephen. There we go. Calling upon God what he, and saying, what did he say? Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Calling upon the name of God. He had revelation of who he was now. He had the totality of his name. No longer were men in Israel or anywhere calling on God saying, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But now it was personal. It was more than a title. It was more than Father, Son, Holy Ghost. It was a personal, intimate relationship. And he says, calling on God, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Praise God. Throughout the Bible, in the New Testament, they began to call on God when God was humbling Saul, who turned Paul on that road to Damascus. What did he do? He knocked, he knocked him to the ground. And Paul, Saul then, saw the light and said, Lord, who are you? What did he say from heaven? I am Jesus, who you persecute. Praise God. Let's bow our heads. We're going to pray. Come on, reach for Lord, the Lord right now. Open your mouth right now. Let's pray. Because people are coming here today to receive something. They are coming today to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Monday through Saturday is a school. But on Sunday, the name of the Lord is on this place. And where his name is, his presence is there. Where his name is, the revelation of his character is there. Where his name is, his power and authority is there. Right now, he is here. God is here. Jesus is here. He has given you his name in baptism. God is saying this morning to all of us, and some of you may be here who have not been baptized in his name. You have been baptized in the titles. The titles aren't intimate. The titles aren't intimate. He is our father. He is the son, in the son, redeeming the world. He is the Holy Ghost in us. 
but he has given us his name. His name is Jesus. That's why we preach in the name of Jesus. We cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The sick are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. We go down that grave for redemption, for remission of sins in the name of our Father, Jesus, the Christ. That's his function. Today, you may not, you may not have been baptized in his name, but God is calling you today. Just like how he put the, his name on the temple of, on, on Solomon's temple and the glory came down where the, where the ministers couldn't minister because the presence of God was so thick. God wants to do it for you today. Is that enough to be amongst his people? He wants you to join his people. He wants you to be a part of his people. The whole heaven and earth is named under one name, and that's Jesus Christ. We pray, God, today that as the evangelist preaches your word, that people will receive faith to believe. People will receive, Lord God, revelation of your character in the name of Jesus that they will feel your presence, Lord, that you'll turn their hearts back to their father, that the ministry of John the Baptist will be here today, that they'll turn the hearts of the sons back to the fathers, back to the father in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that you'll do a work today, Lord. Bless every person in this building, Lord God, in this place where your name is, Lord. Oh, God, move on your people. Move on them to minister. Everyone in here is a minister of the Lord. If they're filled with your spirit and have your name in the name of Jesus, we love you and we appreciate you. Again, we say, God, happy Father's Day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. God is good. Thank you guys for engaging. I hope that you understand the truth. That God has given you his name. Amen. He has saved you. He has brought you into a kingdom. Have given you power and authority through his name. And it's not just, the utter, it's not just the, how his name sounds. But as you have faith in the one that has the name, that activates the presence of God. He comes because of faith in him, in Jesus' name. Amen.